0: Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast i hope that the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life and i hope all your dreams are coming true before we get started today as i always like to mention if you hear one good thought one good phrase one good quote or one good idea from this podcast today i would like to ask you to put that thought phrase idea or quote into absolute immediate action it is the application of our education that makes the biggest difference in our world i do not want any of you looking back on your life with regret. 85% of people are reported to look back on their life with significant regret, and the number one regret of the dying is that they did not live the life true to who they knew they should be. They instead lived their life based on the expectations of others, and I don't want you to be one of those people. I want you looking back on your life saying, I did everything I could. I gave all I could. I lived it up the best I knew how. So make sure you take absolute immediate action today. Today, we're gonna be talking about leadership and emotional intelligence. Before we get into that, however, I would like to talk to you about something coming up from HBK High Performance. If you live in the Youngstown or East Liverpool, Ohio areas, we are starting on April 11th high-performance breakfasts and high-performance lunches. So high-performance breakfasts and lunches are going to be designed to give leaders and business owners and entrepreneurs a power punch lesson for an hour over lunch where they can network with other business owners in the area and also learn skills, tips, and ideas for propelling their business Forward, so I'm very excited about these. It's April 11th. We will have registration up soon. If you have any questions about this, please call 330-932-0499 or email me mross@hbkln.com. And I'd love to tell you more about it. So in the subject line, just say high performance breakfasts or lunches, and I will tell you more about these. We have topics that are relevant and going to give you, again, the power punch that you need to move your business forward. So let me tell you the overview of emotional intelligence. Back in the 50s and 60s, there was this big emphasis on IQ, Which is your base level of intelligence. And, you know, the scores range from 85 to very low intelligence. And then high intelligence would be the genius level, be over 140. And, you know, some of the people that were recorded in history of having the highest IQs out there hit into the 200s. And so. They looked at IQ as a way to judge whether or not someone was going to be successful in the business world. And so there was this big frenzy in corporate America. We're checking people's IQs. We're constantly checking IQ scores. But a couple things happened. Number one is they discovered that IQ did not necessarily transfer into critical thinking. Critical thinking is a major component of emotional intelligence, but IQ didn't necessarily turn into what people call or deem as common sense. The second thing that happened was the IQ testers began to realize that people can increase their IQ scores. You can study and increase your IQ, which is pretty fascinating and amazing. So somebody with hard work and determination and resolve could increase their IQ score. So what that told people was that the IQ test wasn't necessarily the test that we want to use in order to place people in positions, especially positions that required somebody continuously improves so that they could become a leader or someone that could teach others. So over the last two decades, there's been a lot of studies on what's called emotional intelligence. And what they've discovered through emotional intelligence is that the more emotionally intelligent someone is, the better fit for leadership they are. And that is because there are five things that make up emotional intelligence. I'm going to go through this really quick. And then I'm going to talk about how we can improve our emotional intelligence so that we can be better leaders and move our organizations further faster. Okay, so the first key to emotional intelligence is self-awareness. Self-awareness. Socrates used to tell his students to know thyself, that the unexamined life is not worth living. And that the first student that we should be is a student of ourselves. And knowing who we are, the way we think, the way we act, and understanding our emotions That our emotions, if you were to put it in real-time speed, our emotions go at the speed of light, whereas our thinking in comparison to the speed of light goes about 45 miles an hour. So the comparison is much different. So being self-aware is being able to slow down with all the emotions that are constantly coursing through our veins and spreading into the atmosphere is being aware of what's going on inside of us, why we're feeling the way we're feeling and beginning to slow down and be more mindful and understand why we're thinking the way we're thinking and being able to process properly. So we can make better decisions and live with fewer regrets. Self-awareness. And so there has been dozens, myriads of assessment tests that have come out. And a lot of times people hate taking them because what they do is when they take the test, they focus on all the negatives about their life, which is not what we should do. I always recommend to every leader out there, take every assessment test you can. When you go through my courses, my dynamic leadership course, my foundations of leadership course, my circle of sales course, my geotarget marketing course, I give these assessments in a booklet. And there are tons of them, tons of them. We give at least a dozen each time we give a course. Why? Because we want you to understand your strengths, how you think, why you process information the way you do the realities of your life, what is going on in your life that's causing your emotions to either be really good or really bad. To be self-aware, to me, is the first key of being a great leader. And it's something I emphasize over and over and over again. Osho, the Middle Eastern philosopher, says that we, people, are mirrors. And what is going on inside of us If we're aware of those things, it's like a mirror and we can often see what's going on inside of others if we are aware of what's going on inside of us. Self-awareness is the first key to having great emotional intelligence. The next is self-regulation. This one is really tough, by the way. This is why food addiction, in my opinion, is the worst addiction in the world because it is something that we need to survive is to eat. But what's really tough with all the food out there that is unhealthy, that leads to heart disease and hypertension and cancer, is hard to regulate because it tastes so dang good. And it's hard for us to regulate that. So illegal drugs, for instance, it's a little different to be able to regulate something like that because society deems that as wrong, and so there is a shaming effect that comes with illegal drugs. Food, however, is a socially acceptable device and vice if we do not regulate it, but it is one of those things that is tough to self-regulate. The same is true in leadership. There are things in leadership that is hard to regulate. It's hard to regulate, Our ego. It's hard to regulate our pride. It's hard to regulate if we are put in a position of pressure and we have to get things done. It's hard to regulate how we communicate with others. It's hard to regulate the emails we send out to others. It's hard to regulate our communication. It is. But self regulation is the key to emotional intelligence and how we project our own self-awareness to other people. So self-regulation is key and it comes down to a few simple disciplines that we repeat every day to be able to regulate ourselves and the way we carry things out is vital to our leadership. The next thing that we have to have is we have to have social skills And social skills, I think, in our day and age, especially with all the electronic communication out there, is understanding that 55% of communication is body language. The way we carry ourselves speaks more than the words that we use and how we use them. 55% of communication is body language. So having social skills, and all of us know this. There's those quote-unquote rules of the schoolyard or unspoken rules in social settings. And if somebody doesn't understand those social rules or assumptions that we all have, then you're going to put yourself in awkward situations and put other people in awkward situations. It's very important that we understand the rules of the schoolyard as far as engagement with other people. Many leaders don't get this because they have become so focused and circumscribed in what they have to do every day that they forget about the people that are getting the majority of the work done. And so many leaders end up living in a silo. They end up communicating the majority through email. They're not very good at influencing people. They're really good at directing, maybe not very good at influencing. So their production on their teams are a lot lower than they should be because they simply can't connect to other people because they don't understand the social skills necessary to get the most out of their team and to bring their team together to help them belong to something bigger than themselves. So social skills are very important. It's something you have to practice. You can't be unaware of what's going on in society and expect to be a great leader. I mean, there are things that I know some things I wish I didn't know that's <laughs> going on in society, trends, what people are into, and you know, the older you get, the more you can kind of look at things going on in society and scoff at it, and I'm going to tell you, you can do that if you want to. You can scoff at what's going on in society and the trends and the latest phrases and sayings and television shows and music. You can do that if you want to, but I'm telling you, as far as social skills, that is not going to put you as a leader in the best position to succeed. So to me, I try to be aware of everything. I try to understand what's going on in society so I can utilize those things in my skill set in order to connect with people at a higher level. If you can't connect with people at a high level, you're not going to be a great leader. So that's a very important key to Emotional intelligence. Number four is empathy. Now, I'm going to add a little bit to this empathy, sympathy, and compassion. They go hand in glove. So, sympathy is understanding or putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. And when you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, it's not something you've experienced yourself. So that's sympathies. You haven't experienced it, but you're trying to feel for that other person. Empathy is you have been in the other person's shoes, and so you are feeling what they're feeling, and you're actively involved with their plight. Many times leaders, this is great. Empathy is great for leaders because most leaders who have been promoted have gone through the jobs or done the work of the people that are on their team that they're leading now and so they can use empathy and it is very important that as you move forward as a leader you don't forget where you came from i've seen this so many times where a leader will now be in their ivory tower and they forget the path and the plight and the difficulties of what they faced when they were younger and the ladder that they had to climb in order to get to where they've gotten to the last one is compassion. Compassion is sympathy and empathy with the desire to help. So I think compassion is the highest of all of the active listening traits that we can have. Compassion is going, listen, I understand what you're going through or I feel what you're going through and I want to help you get through this. And I think compassion is one of the greatest traits of a leader is you can feel and understand, yet you're there to help your team members get To the next level. And then finally, emotional intelligence, the last of the five is motivation. Leaders have to be able to motivate. I'm not saying you have to be a motivational speaker. You can motivate with one word, you can motivate by leading by example, you can motivate by asking a few questions. Motivation is really about finding the resolve in a person that sparks or lights the wick, lights the fire inside of them. There are many, many ways to do this. I'm a speaker. I've been called a motivational speaker, and I've been called worse. I promise you that. But motivational speaker is something I am called because I can get on a stage and I'm energetic and I say things in a way that's passionate and can stir people's hearts. So that's one of my skills. But I can tell you from experience that I have motivated people by not saying much at all. I've motivated people on a basketball team by diving on the floor for a loose ball when no one else would do it and scraping my knees and my elbows up. I've motivated people by asking a couple questions. I've motivated people by looking them in the eyes and tearing up with them as they're going through a hard time. I've motivated people by asking a list of questions and allowing them to come to conclusions on their own. So motivation can be boxed in to this idea of a motivational speaker, but that's not what it is at all. Motivation is about helping somebody light the wick or the fire inside of them that will compel them to take action. So motivation, and figuring out how to do that as a leader is very important, and if you don't focus on it, you're not gonna get out of your team what you need to get out of them. So as a recap, the five keys to emotional intelligence, one, self-awareness, two, self-regulation, three, social skills, four, empathy, five, motivation. I would ask you all to look at one of these Look at those five areas. Which area do you feel like you have some deficiencies in? Which area? Is it self-awareness, self-regulation, social skills, empathy, or motivation? Which one? And I want to ask you this week before you listen to the podcast next week, what I want you to do is I want you to write down how you believe you can improve in that area. And then I want you to discipline yourself to practice Practice this week at least three times before next week. And I would love to hear from any of you who did this and email me mross at HBKLN.com, put in the subject line, podcast, emotional intelligence, and then tell me what's going on and you and I can have a conversation. Remember, my team is here to help you. I don't care. What side of the world you live on? I've gotten emails from people all over the world, and I always respond. I promise you I will respond. Whether you reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, I will respond to you. May not be that day, may not be that week, but I will respond because my dedication is to helping leaders lead fulfilled and impactful lives. And all of you have the opportunity to be great leaders. So I can't wait to talk to you next time. And I'm glad you joined me today for the HBK. High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.